What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Is This a Bad Take? This is the show where I give my own personal opinions outside of the TDSN show, and you guys decide whether it's a good take or a bad take, but it probably isn't. So today we got two topics. Um, first of all, I want to give my thoughts on uh, the Yankees cheating. Sorry, I'm a little late, uh, a little late to the party on this one. I've been a very, very busy last few days, so we're just getting back, and I'm going to catch up on a couple things. So basically, I'll, for those who live under a rock, uh, Yankees and Blue Jays were playing a little while ago, and Herman got thrown out from the game uh, for having a foreign substance on his hand. Umpires apparently said it was the stickiest hand he's felt all year, and everybody's been up in arms. You've been seeing, you know, some sides of the internet and, you know, the commenting world go, oh, well, you know, the Yankees are in last place, so they have to cheat, or they're not winning, so they have to cheat, or stuff like that. And this is coming from a Braves and Red Sox fan, and I'm going to get heat for that, but I don't care. Um, everybody cheats. The most infuriating thing to me about this entire thing is across all sports, everybody cheats. There's a reason there's a saying, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Now, I'm not condoning it, but to act like sports are this super pure and holy and untouchable thing is stupid. I'm going to call it what it is. It's dumb. Baseball hasn't been pure or untouchable since the what before the great depression uh, it's been it's been over a hundred years since baseball has been truly pure and even then like it's who, who cares people have been cheating since before then people have been cheating since things started people cheat in football if you don't believe me there's a website called your team cheats and it has all of the actual you know scandals that the team has been either accused of or found guilty of and things like that it's pretty interesting um but the idea that you know and even we can look at scandals, we can look at players cheating, uh, you know, to gain a competitive advantage. Look at penalties in a game. Technically, that's cheating, I guess, because that's why you get penalized. Face mask is cheating because you're bringing the guy down easier than you may not have. Offsides, false starts, all of it. They're giving yourself a competitive advantage. Everybody cheats in sports. And the idea of this whole purity thing behind it is insane to me. But like players get pressure from other teammates, you know, the idea of having kind of that knowledge of, ah, fuck that, I'm gonna skip this part, cut around this me when you edit this later. So the idea that your team is doesn't cheat or doesn't, you know, try to give themselves a competitive advantage is wild to me. Also, the idea that Aaron Judge was looking to steal signals from the Blue Jays is the biggest load of crap ever. I'm not a big Judge fan. But I respect the guy as a player. I respect what he's been able to do. Again, as a Red Sox fan, I can't really support the Yankees. The only one I really like is Jeter. And that's because it, it it's Jeter. I mean, <laughs> it's Jeter. You'll give it to him. But he doesn't need to cheat. Dude, it's, if he gets the bat on the ball, he's going to hit it out of the park. And it's it's just dumb to me. So this is the only probably one of the only times in my life I'm ever going to defend the Yankees. Um, but that's besides the point. point I'm trying to make is, you know, to say that baseball and is this pure, untouchable game is stupid. To say sports are pure and untouchable is stupid. Everybody cheats in some capacity, whether it be anything from a face mask or a false start to stealing signals, uh, stealing plays, stealing playbooks. Looking at you, Titans defensive coordinator, who also caused uh, or was the main source behind Bounty Gate, whose name is escaping me at the moment, but you know who I'm talking about. It's it's dumb to me to think that sports are this pure you know, just space where everybody is honest and truthful and stuff like that. It's dumb. And if you think it is, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but every team cheats. So 
that's one thing. So I just wanted to get that out of the way before we get into a really interesting topic. We're not going to talk about playoff basketball. We're not going to talk about any of this. You know what? Yeah, we are. Screw it. So I want to touch on one thing. For those, again, who live under a rock, the Lakers got swept by the Nuggets. Now, this doesn't tarnish LeBron's legacy in my mind. It doesn't make him better or worse. I'm not going to take anything away from LeBron uh, before we jump down my throat here. The fact that he is playing at the level he's playing at and being near 40 is insane. And I got nothing but love and respect for the guy. Dude's a baller. He's one of the top five players all time. We will leave it at that. What is insane to me is the amount of media outlets and sports broadcasters and commentators and just fans in general who were saying some of the most insane things I have ever heard from a sporting, you know, event. I don't know who said it, uh, but I was watching first take. Was it first take? I don't remember. I was watching some show on ESPN. It doesn't matter. Not important. Dude is sitting. It was first take because it was Stephen A and JJ. So I can't remember the guy's name, but he says that the Lakers have played. He said that the Lakers played in the most spectacular fashion while getting swept. What does that mean? What the hell does that even mean? It's it's so you're pandering. You're pandering to the Lakers, which is fine. I don't care about that. What I, I pandered, whatever fan base you do, if ESPN didn't have the Chiefs or the Cowboys or Mahomes or Brady or LeBron or the Lakers or the Warriors and Steph Curry or anything like that, it'd be a very, very, very boring and slow news day for all of them. And they'd be forced to do their jobs. Uh, <laughs> sorry if my voice went out there a bit, but they'd be forced to do their jobs. If they'd have this team. So they wouldn't be able to talk about people in a, a dumb, stupid, blind sense. But Lakers got swept. Call it how it is to say anything other than that is dumb. That last play where Jamal Murray grabbed 95% ball on that drive to the basket. You're driving to the basket. He didn't grab his arm and pull down. If you watched it in real time versus the freeze frame that I see going around, he had his hand on his wrist and then moved it to the ball. Not really a foul. People do worse in the paint all the time. And it's the last second, the last few seconds of the game for the final shot. And LeBron is driving it to the basket. You don't make that call. That's like a Hail Mary in football or any like uh any other plays holding anything you want to do you don't make that call unless it's blatantly egregious and it wasn't the only thing that's egregious is that image going around that's paused right as jamal murray has his hand on lebron's wrist which is dumb so but that's the thing look lakers fans you lost get over it my celtics won on tuesday which is great um and that's not why i'm making the comment about the the lakers uh i'm pretty sure we're going to be joining you guys in cancun if not on thursday then on saturday uh, we'll see y'all there because I'm. So, there's no way we're beating the Heat. Um, so don't come at me and say that I'm making. All, you're making all these comments about the Lakers because you're a Celtics fan. Don't care. No, I'm making these comments because they're true and they need to be said. And that's my opinion. And if you don't like it, that's fine. I appreciate you listening to my rant. But I got one more to go into. So, kind of a blitz of topics today. Uh, the other one that I want to talk about is I, my my favorite 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 topic is the Jets. And when I say my favorite topic is the Jets, I mean my favorite topic is the overrated nature of this Jets team. The Jets are going eight and nine. I'm sorry. They're going eight and nine. You're going eight and nine with Aaron Rodgers. And I don't care. That's just how it is. You have a very tough schedule. 
and you're bringing in guys to try to make up for that. And you're trying to lean on the fact that your defense is, you know, supposed to be your cornerstone, which is fine. A lot of good teams have done well with good defenses and Aaron Rodgers is decent. He's a good quarterback. I got nothing. I I got a lot against Aaron Rodgers. Actually, let me go and rephrase that. The reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because Aaron Rodgers is not the guy he used to be. And nobody is when they're 40 years old. Brady still wasn't the guy he used to be at 40 years old. And the only reason why Brady put up those numbers is because he had a stacked offense to play against. He had Godwin and Mike Evans and Gronk and all these other players who were some of the best to ever play the game. I'm not saying that Garrett Wilson isn't a great wide receiver. That's not my point. My point is the fact that that's all you have. You have Brees Hall, who is a good running back, and you have Garrett Wilson, who's a good wide receiver. C.J. Izoma is an average tight end. Alan Lazard is an average wide receiver who got hurt and cleared uh, cleared the injury apparently, so he's okay. You know, I'm not. We never wish for anybody to get hurt on the show, but you have an average receiver there. You have an average tight end. You have Randall Cobb, who is an aging average slot receiver. You got rid of Elijah Moore. Brees Hall is coming off of an injury. And Michael Carter, there's a re- let's put it this way. There's a reason they drafted Brees Hall. Michael Carter isn't a bad running back by any stretch, but he's not the guy. So you have an old aging quarterback, a future wide receiver star, and mid, and a decent offensive line. Now, the issue I'm taking with this, uh, my buddy Jim over at Fan of the Van, who uh, stay tuned for the first episode of Steel and Teal Talk to come out soon, um, showed me this article, uh, and it's on the Jets Wire from USA Today. So it's, I I mean, it's legit. So it says, former QB Alex Smith says Zach Wilson's shortcomings due to Robert Sala. Kind of. And I'll say kind of for a reason, but I'm going to get into that in a second. So basically they were talking about Smith's concerns about defensive minded head coaches, such as Robert Sala being, being able to truly develop a young quarterback. He says, quote, there is a different mentality for my career. When you play in an offensive head coach that wants to light up the scoreboard and outscore the opponent, there's a different mentality you have, especially as a young quarterback versus a defensive head coach. When really the coach's mentality is, Hey, don't screw up. Don't turn the ball over. Don't put us in a bad situation. That's a huge difference in a mentality and a mindset for a young quarterback, especially if it's a bit or if it's a bit rocky to start. Robert Sala, you're a great defensive mind and coordinator, but like you have no idea how to develop a quarterback. The coordinator you hired, former offensive coordinator, now current Rams offensive coordinator, Michael Floor, never called plays. So that's a complete different an- or a completely different animal. And as much as you think you're prepared to handle the development of a young kid, you're just not. So those are Smith's quotes. Now, as someone who has never played it down of professional football, um, I don't disagree with what he's saying, but also take my opinion or take that into account with my opinion that I have never been a quarterback or an offensive coordinator of the NFL or a defensive coordinator or a head coach. I'm a dude sitting in an office talking into a microphone that you're listening to. Uh, <laughs> almost to the Tropic Thunder reference there. Um, but he makes a point. And if you look at the numbers, they back it up. First of all, the fact that you have faith in Nathaniel Hackett is mind-blowing to me. Nathaniel Hackett hasn't developed anybody. Uh, This is coming from a guy who had him in Jacksonville. But if you look at the quarterbacks he's had when he was an offensive coordinator, uh, let's see. He worked with Bruce Gradkowski, Chris Sims toward the end of his career, Jeff Garcia, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Brian Brom when he was uh, under – he was a quality coach under John Gruden. And then he became a quality coach in Buffalo for 2008, 2009. 
And in 2013, uh, when they hired Doug Marone as their head coach, Hackett was brought back to Buffalo as the offensive coordinator with quarterbacks. And listen to this list of studs. EJ Manuel, Thad Lewis, Jeff Tool, and they ranked 29th in the passing or in passing offense that year, but had a, prol- or a prolific running game with halfback CJ Spiller and Fred Jackson. And when Kyle Orton took over for EJ Manuel as a Bills quarterback, the team finished with a more respectable passing offense, but the run game suffered. That's a quote from Wikipedia, uh, which I know is the most reliable source in the world. Uh, but he was an offensive coordinator with the Buffalo Bills and had really nobody as a quarterback. I think EJ Manuel is one of the biggest busts in the league. Um, then he goes to Jacksonville, my Jags. Marone opts out of his contract after 2014, hired by the Jaguars to coach the offensive line, and then became the head coach uh, in 2016. Once Gus Bradley got fired, which he had Blake Bortles as his quarterback, uh, which, you know, as much as I love the boat, uh, not exactly the best quarterback to ever play the game. The best quarterback he's ever played with is Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't even call the plays. Rodgers said that he was, quote, a good guy to hang out with. He then goes to Denver and is in way over his head. And I don't know whether to blame. I think it's a little column A to column B with Russ, you know, being cooked because he wasn't reading the plays. He wasn't reading the field and he wasn't playing like the Russell Wilson at Seattle. So it looks like part of that was that Seattle scheme, but also he sucked. Wasn't a good coach. He was a terrible coach. He was a, he went four and 11 and to the point where they actually he stopped calling the offensive plays and they still weren't good. So it's almost like that wasn't the problem. So now you have him as an offensive coordinator partnered with the defensive minded head coach. So first of all, that's not going to help develop Zach Wilson into anything outside of the the half talent he already is. But then you also have the fact that when has Aaron Rodgers ever mentored a rookie? Never. He doesn't care. And a lot of these guys don't care about mentoring rookies. But that's, again, besides the point, to go back to what Alex Smith is saying, if you look at when Robert Sala was the head coach and why defensive-minded head coaches don't always have the most prolific offenses, unless you have a good offensive coordinator, look at what they did in 2021 and 2022. So in 2021, they were in the bottom seven for uh, offensive proficiency. Yes, they were ahead of my ja- or yes, they were ahead of my Jaguars, so don't come at me for that. But also we had Urban frickin' Meyer as our offensive coordinator, or our head coach, so pause. Uh, and then in 2022, they went up a whole spot to being eighth or the eighth worst offense in the league. So at that point, yes, this isn't all on Zach Wilson. Actually, it kind of is. No, it's not. A lot of this is on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is the he was overhyped going into the draft. Everybody. And this is why I don't trust pro days. Pro days are scripted events that you have, you've been practicing for weeks to make this perfect showing of routes on air with nobody running at you full speed, waiting to take your head off. You put that in a real game situation, doesn't work. Look at the offensive game or look at the game where they averaged, I think it was less than two yards on offense per play, which is ridiculous. And then dude didn't take accountability, which is absolutely his fault. The quarterback's job is to move the ball down the field with the plays that the offensive coordinator calls. So it's not fully his fault, but he's the he's the captain of that offense. He is the guy in charge of putting everybody where they need to be making the play, making the right read. So you have a guy who had never called or called offensive plays before with a defensive minded head coach coming back to a guy who is a terrible offensive coordinator and an aging veteran quarterback who has never, ever, ever helped a rookie before. 
at least publicly. Everybody talks about how he was no help to anybody. So I'm kind of with Alex Smith on this. <laughs> like, kind of with Alex Smith on this. So it makes sense what he's saying, but you also have to take into fact that maybe Zach Wilson just isn't that good. So you have a guy who's just not that good, supposing to be the future of the franchise. I honestly, I think Rodgers is done in a year and a half, and Zach Wilson's still not the guy, so they draft a quarterback. That's where I'm at. I think they take a quarterback in two years because Zach Wilson still ain't it. But that's my fun little tornado of topics today. I want to appreciate everybody who listened. If you like the show, uh, be a friend of the show. Tell everyone you know. Rate five stars. Comment. You know, feed the algorithm gods. I don't know why that works, but that's true. For some reason, comments and everything work better. Tell everyone you know, word of mouth is the best way to promote shows. I could take out ad space on billboards in every one of your major cities. First of all, I won't because I... That's stupid expensive, but I'll never do that. But also, who cares? How many times have you looked at a billboard and been like, yeah, I'm going to do that? No, never. So word of mouth, tell everyone you know. I certainly appreciate it. This has been a fun little side project for me to just go on my insane, unhinged tangents and give what I think are good takes. Uh, but you get to tell me, is this a bad take? Hence the name of the show. So before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to everybody. First of all, shout out Jim over Fan of the Van. Uh, really looking forward to doing that little other side project with him called Steel and Teal Talk. What that's going to be is that's going to be uh, kind of us just going over the state of our franchises, him being a Steelers fan, me being a Jaguars fan. You're going to get a nice little inside look on different conferences, different ideas, different everything. So it's going to be fun. Um, check out the main show, uh, Two Dudes of Sports News. That's going to be at TDS and Pod on Twitter. Uh, this is obviously ITA or at ITA Bad Take Pod on Twitter as well. Best way to interact with me on either one of those spots or me and Jalen for TDSN. Um, we appreciate the listens. We appreciate it. Uh, all really, the ratings, the reviews, all of it, the downloads, it's great. Uh, I want to give a couple shout outs. The best way to get a shout out is to like or retweet uh, the post. I want to give a shout out to Austin over the Wrestling World podcast and John of a Wrestling Fan Insight. If you guys are fans of wrestling shows, go check them out. want to uh, always check out Jim over Fan of the Van. If you like more unhinged and uh, explicit rants than mine, go check him out. He's great. Super funny dude. Obviously, Brent and Dave over 1420. I love those guys. Um, the guys over the BSing Sports Podcast, Aaron over Brutally Honest Sports, Nate's Daily Wager, um, my boy Darian over Chill Takes. Uh, go check out Dave and John at Love of the Playing Field, the guys over the We Like Sports Podcast, Sports Betting with Jake and Scott, Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris, and that's or and the um, Average Show Sports. Almost forgot about you, man. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't forget about you. You know that. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me know what you think. Is this a good take? Is this a bad take? That's why we do the show. So I appreciate it and I'll see you next time.